0: Hey guys, Grant here. I want to tell you all about my friends at Black Bear Inn and Suites of Gatlinburg who are making it possible to bring this episode to you. As you guys know, I grew up in East Tennessee, and there are two things that all East Tennesseans have in common. We all love the balls, and we all love the Smoky Mountains. Since I've moved to Nashville, I've been unable to get my Smoky Mountain fix in, but thankfully, our friends at Black Bear Inn and Suites of downtown Gatlinburg have me covered. They are conveniently located at 1100 Parkway and are within walking distance of all the major attractions and best food that downtown Gatlinburg has to offer. To book your Smoky Mountain getaway today, visit blackbeargatlinburg.com or call 865-436-5656 or toll-free at 1-800-933-0777.
1: Welcome to this edition of the Fallin' Out podcast. I'm your host Jordan here with my co-host Grant. How you doing today, buddy? Man, yeah, Jordan, it's a great day. Tennessee beat
0: the cats on Saturday, and I am just happy to break it down for everybody who wants to listen to what I gotta say. How are you doing, brother?
1: Oh, buddy, I'm fantastic. I am fantastic. It's always a good day when the Vols beat the cats. Man, ain't that the truth? It don't matter the sport, it's always a great day. Man, that's that's a fact. Man, we're gonna we're gonna jump into this recap of the uh the vols in Kentucky. We're gonna put somebody uh on the milk carton, do player of the game, play some start bench cut, look ahead to LSU, all that good stuff. You uh Ready to run it. Man, let's do it. Let's do it. So I'm gonna start off the show a little bit differently than I typically do, guys.
0: Um, as a lot of you guys know, I was in attendance at Rep Arena um on Saturday night. And I just want to thank Kentucky fans for being a great host. I did not expect what I got, honestly. Um, I expected there to be a lot of, you know, uh trash talk and people to try to make me miserable, but Man, I mean, everybody was so nice and welcoming. Got lots of welcomes to Kentucky while walking around wearing this around town. Uh, You know, lots of people giving me fist bumps. You know, just really good people to be around, which has not been the experience I've had with Kentucky fans inside of TBA. So, just thumbs up to you guys. I mean, I really appreciate it as a visiting fan. And to the rest of all nation and to you, Jordan, and everybody else, take the trip up there if if you want to. It's a special venue. It's a beautiful venue, and the fans were more than accommodating and very, very great host.
1: Man, that's awesome to hear. Kind of kind of like uh, what our buddy Jay from Religiously Kentucky was saying the other night. he That's kind of what he told you to expect. He said you'd love it, and it sounds like you did, man.
0: Man, it, it's my favorite place I've ever been to a game at. I'll, I'll say that. Um, you know, just beautiful venue uh, right in the middle of downtown Lexington, too, man. So there were a ton of bars right there. Um, it's a benefit of it not being on campus, but at the same time, you lose that campus feel to it. Right. That makes so, sense. It, you know, man, but it it was a great, great thing right there. I ended up uh sending Jay a message on Sunday morning and just was like, Hey, bro, you know, tell everybody they were really nice, because they really weren't. But man, like I said, it was great to be in attendance for that. And uh, you know, Tennessee did some special stuff on uh Saturday night, man. Dude, they did, man. They come out hot as a firecracker, son. Well, they did, man. I mean, you know, Rick Barnes has really kind of just turned into the cat killer, man. I mean, I, I've kind of given him that name now. But you look at what he's done since he's been in Knoxville: seven and one versus top ten Kentucky teams, seven and two when both teams are ranked, four and one when both teams are ranked in the top ten. Rick Barnes also has four all-time wins in Rupp, where the University of Tennessee has eight all-time wins.
1: Four of those have came from Rick Barnes. Wow. It's kind of crazy to think about, man. It, it really is, man. I mean cuz you know Tennessee's beat Kentucky more times than anybody else in the SEC. And it, Rick owns a lot of a lot of those. Yeah. Well, it, it's it you know it's kind of crazy,
0: man, to think about this too. The Tennessee basketball has such a rich history, but since Rupp Arena opened, there's not been a lot of teams who have came in and been able to beat them in there. That have came from the eight six five, and Rick has really turned that around. I mean, think about it this way, man. Rick has been in Knoxville for nine years, and he has four wins in Kentucky. So, I mean, half the time he's going up there, he's getting a dub, man.
1: I'll take that. I'll take. that. I will
0: too. And then another nugget from this game right here too, man. The Vols became the first SEC team to score 100 plus on Kentucky and Rupp since 1993. That's <laughs> good.
1: That's gracious. That's 30 yeah.
0: years, son. I know, man. It's that's before I was born. I mean, <laughs> let's talk about that. Like, it, it's been that long since this has been able to happen, and. It's done that. But, you know, like for, for those of you guys who are watching on YouTube, if you're not, we're trying out something new today. We've got some graphics on the screens. Jump over to YouTube and see what we got right here. I think it's going to be really uh, great for the viewers on there. But since Rick has came to Knoxville, he's won at rep four times, 2018, 2020, 21, and 24. There are four players who have won three games in Rupp at Tennessee. Can you name those four players?
1: Santi? Josiah, Jordan, James, mm-hmm. and Sakai. That's, th- nope. that's got to be three of them. Nope, not nope. Sakai. Uh, let's see here. I know, I, I know I've know. i got two. Who are the other two? John Fulkerson
0: and Eve Ponds. They wow. have the record for most wins by a Vol in Rup Arena. And, and what was really nice about this, too, was Josiah, Jordan, James really came back out to, uh, on Saturday night and played... Probably the best ball he's ever played in his whole career, honestly.
1: Easily, dude. Well, the, for this year, yes, I, I would. I would argue maybe the better game that he's had was a uh, Duke last year.
0: Yeah, he he did play a good game against Duke, but this was his career high in points. He had twenty six points. Man, um, played thirty one minutes, nine of eighteen from the field. Uh, also had five boards and one assist and two steals. I mean, guy just balled out. And then uh, Zakai, man, another guy to kind of talk about on this, 26 points as well in 33 minutes, 8 of 11 from the floor, 3 of 6 from 3, 7 of 10 from the line, 13 assists, two turnovers.
1: That's an impressive that, – that's, impre- that's a 6-to-1 ratio right there, assist to turnover. Man, Zakai played the best game he's ever played to a Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Now that no doubt about that, no doubt about that, and we need it. With it. Tennessee needed it. They needed it because I'll give uh, hats off to Kentucky. They done great making uh, connect kind of a. I don't want to say non-factor, but I mean that's first game and how long he's not scored thirty plus since. Uh, let's see, he's had twenty-five plus in every single game dating
0: back to the Mississippi State game.
1: So it's they 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 it's they been a played him well.
0: It's been a know? month. I mean, let's just think about it that way, man. Kind of diving into full team stats on what the teams were able to do today. uh, Not today. On Saturday, the Volunteers shot 48.6% from the field, 40% from three, and 73.1% from the line. Uh, That 40% from three men, I mean, 12 of 30 from the three-point line. If you're able to hit that, man, you're going to win a hell of a lot of basketball games.
1: Man, they started four for five from there. Man, like, and it's just, so funny.
0: All the people behind me and around me, they were getting so loud before the game started, and then you could hear a pin drop in that place if it wasn't for me yelling.
1: I guarantee it.
0: <laughs> it, it was funny. Uh, Kentucky, man, uh, they they shot. I mean, both teams shot really well from the field. It was a great offensive game. 49.3% uh, for the field from the Cats, 444 from the three-point line. But hitting your free throws, man, comes back to bite you in the ass every single time. 63.2% for the Cats, um, and that did result in the 11-point loss. Uh, the over-under and the spread on this game, man, kind of something interesting. Uh, I even went on here and said I thought it would be a much closer game than what it turned out to be. The spread on this was a point and a half in Kentucky's favor, and the over-under was 158.5.
1: Blown out of both of those. I would, well, uh, well, not not the spread necessarily, but the over-under well,
0: got smoked it did man and like the over under i even told you too i'm like there's no way this over doesn't just get decimated
1: right um but you know what i want to say this old uh, old jordan that bold prediction son 10 plus I'll give you that right there You'll give you that right there man it was fun
0: man i mean you just you think about what tennessee did in this game and you did something historic and It doesn't happen all the time that you get to see history like that. Uh, A couple big stats and a takeaway from me on this game right here as well uh, from Saturday. Uh, Rebounding totals, Tennessee had 44. Kentucky had 38. On assists, Tennessee had 22. Kentucky had 17 steals. Six for the Vols, three for the Cats. Uh, Blocks, Kentucky led in that six to four. Um, Turnovers, Tennessee had seven. Kentucky had nine. And for a final score of 103-92. to 92.
1: Man, couldn't happen to a finer bunch.
0: It really couldn't, man. It, you know, you just love going and beating Kentucky, man. There's just something about that game where you're like, hell yeah. yeah it just, it feels good, don't it?
1: It does, man. Um, a- one thing, uh, go ahead, I didn't want to cut you off.
0: Oh, no, no. I was just going to say, um, you know, kind of diving into what the rest of the team did on Saturday as well. Jonas, A do 11 points and 11 boards, a double-double for the big man right there. Uh, Dalton Connect. Where where were you, bud? I mean, you're supposed to score 30 points a game. You only get 16. Are you falling off? I mean, I'm starting to wonder what's going on with you. No, I'm kidding. Um, 16 no. points for Dalton Connect, uh, 5 of 14 from the field, uh, 4 boards, 2 assists, uh, 4 fouls. But man, Kentucky also tried to make Dalton connects life a living hell. I mean, they had they somebody did. trailing him nonstop. They had their best defender
1: on him, but that Kentucky team don't know how
0: to play any defense, man.
1: Man, I tell you what, they, they that was, I mean, you could look at the stats right there. One thing though that I want to say from that game the other night that's and it doesn't show up on the stat sheet necessarily, but it kind of does, I guess, looking at the points and everything. We had, Tennessee had a sense of urgency the other night, and you could see it from the start. Well, it's you come had to. Out. Yeah, you absolutely had to. You didn't want to go 0-2 this week. Well, Kentucky's, you know, they're they're thinking
0: that they're about to fall off a cliff right now up there in Lexington. I mean, the world's coming to an end for Big Blue Nation, and, and Rocky Top, were like, okay, South Carolina was just a trap game. It's A team that we don't match up well against, I think that's a team that Tennessee matches up the worst against on the entire schedule
1: all year long, honestly. Right, yeah, yeah, but that's that's fair,
0: yeah, but you still were able to persevere against your biggest rival, and that's massive, right? There, we're already we already touched on Z and Josiah Jordan James, um, but one guy I do want to talk about as well, man, Santiago Vescovi in 30 minutes, he got 11 points, three of four. Thonti, you do this every single game, and we're going to win a national championship this year. You think I mean... About,
1: you look at that stat line, dude.
0: That's the difference in the game right there. It is. I mean, it, it really is. You think about it that way, but then also, like, think about this, man. Like, look over here on the screen for the viewers on YouTube. Look at this as well. All of your starters were in double figures. You didn't have a single guy off the bench in double figures. You had two guys who didn't even score in Estrella and Cam Carr, but... You got 26 from two different guys. You got 16 from your best player. You got 11 from two of your other good good starters. I mean, man, the sky is the limit for this team. And one guy I want to talk about too, man, why haven't we seen Cam Carr all year until Saturday? Other than a blowout. I was wondering
1: that myself. I was like, who is this cat?
0: Oh, man, I have loved this kid since he first committed to Tennessee. He's bouncy. He can play really good defense. He's got a good shot too. I mean, what I loved so much, too, was that lob play that he had uh, to Josiah after Santi stole the ball. Oh, my God. Man, you could Nasty. have heard. you. I mean, like, seriously, people were already starting to head towards the exits. I'm kidding. I was in the first half. But people were like, oh, man, this is bad. This is bad. And I was jumping up and down, punching the air. I was like, let's go. <laughs> but, oh. you know, man. It Ganey gave some good minutes too. I mean, five minutes right there. And one guy, I'm gonna get off of his back right here, man. Tobey Awaka played one hell of a game on Saturday.
1: He did, man. I texted you as soon as he scored. I was like, he's off the milk carton. <laughs> he is. He but is. dude, no, it was nice to see him get fired up for a change. They need they, he needs to be fired up. He has to be, man. I mean like, it's, stop it's reading been... poetry before the game. Let's go it... listen to something angry.
0: Well, you know, man, uh Jemiah Meshack's mom tweeted this out, and I thought this was pretty funny. Um, but <laughs> She tweeted out, you know, Tobey's the sweetest person in the whole world, but she said whenever he gets crazy-eyed like he did whenever he got that text, she's like, I don't want to be around him. <laughs> I was like, that's he pretty did. good right there. The men, And I, I do want to touch on that with you for just a second right there, too. How in the world does – I understand Tobey getting attacked right there. You had the two guys for Kentucky who got it. It was Dillingham and uh, correct me on the other guy's name. Bradshaw, Uh, I think. think. Yeah, Bradshaw. You're right. Um, But so they both got techs on it. But how does Jordan Ganey get a tech whenever Tobey is pushed in the back? It all started with zero for Kentucky, starting all of it by pushing him in the back. It's two guys battling for the ball right there. And then this is the only critique I'll have on Kentucky fans right there for the whole night. They're like, oh, that's typical Tennessee bullshit, throwing elbows like that. And I'm like, your guy pushed our guy in the back. That's how you seriously hurt somebody. Right. Like, I'm not cool with that. I don't know. You, you don't play basketball that way, in my opinion. That's that's you, cheap basketball. It is. It's it's dirty, and I would not expect to expect any less from a bunch like Kentucky. Fair enough. <laughs> you it's... you know my my hatred for them so much. Um kind of diving into Kentucky stats, man. Uh, Antonio Reeves, 21 points. Great game for the kid. Reed Shepard, 16 points. Great game for him. But man, Rob Dillingham, I'm gonna start Jeez, calling him
1: Dillingham. Oh
2: my right? god, dude! Oh
1: my god, kid was on unconscious. Oh my Just, god. It, it, so as he stepped on the floor, son, he was in range. It, it, I've never seen a player
0: play that hard, like that's a freshman. Like you got to right. think about it. that kid's a true freshman. He he's league him, league yeah. him, and connect. Yeah. He does best all in connect impression. I mean, you're looking at what he did right here: fourteen of twenty from the field in twenty-seven minutes, thirty-five points, four assists, two steals. I mean, just mama. There goes that Who's man. That man.
1: I mean, yeah, that, that that's it, buddy.
0: I mean, honestly, man, I mean, he I, he's the player of the game for the whole damn game. Honestly, but we're
1: picking Tennessee only, but right um you know one thing though i want to i want to drop this on you um Mm
2: -hmm.
1: it's a stat about you know santi or whatever but uh he's the third kid in program history with
0: 313 threes man and it's what alan houston and chris
1: lofton yep yep (laughs) so there you go dude that's i mean that's that's nice to see and one thing too that i want i want to point out from that game the other night kind of ties into that um sense of urgency comment I made earlier. Every single time Kentucky made a run, we had an answer for it. Tennessee had an answer for it. Tennessee did not have one of those scoring lulls that uh, we've seen all year. Yeah, well, you're
0: absolutely right on that, man. I mean, that's been what's kind of plagued Tennessee uh, in the South Carolina game, for example. Tennessee was unable to get the ball rolling and being able to do what they typically do, and it showed up in a bit of bit em in the behind right there. Where in this game, every single time Kentucky went on a run, Z would go down and go get an easy layup. Uh, you know, Jay would go get an easy three. I mean, somebody would do something, and it really showed today. I mean, Tennessee played the best game they played all year. Now reason for concern on this and maybe it's a maybe it's a thing to be optimistic as well tennessee's worst defensive performance of the year by far you let up 92 points but you had your best offensive performance of the year it worries me come tournament time if the shots aren't falling that maybe the defense doesn't travel but then here's another thing to think about as well right there this shows me tennessee can play anybody's style of basketball in the country Yes, you can um, speed it up, and you can outscore somebody. You can muck it up and slow them down, and beat
1: them with defense if you have to. I mean, it, it's promising what we saw at least. I think that goes to show you. Like, I, I would, I would lean more towards the latter than the former. I think that you're gonna. Ha- Most games aren't gonna go like this. You know no. what I'm saying? You're not. You're not gonna have a kid go out, drop 35, unless you're Dalton Connect. Just say it and yeah. play, and play and shoot that well. You know, like Dillingham did. That was, that was ridiculous. I mean, it got to the point where I was just like, why is Kentucky not giving that boy the ball every time up the court? You He's know, there I mean? Dalton connect. But it was just, uh, it was just nice to see the other night. And I actually look at it as a positive because we did Tennessee did that without Dalton connect, doing Dalton connect things.
0: Yeah, he really did points. Man. I mean,
1: he might have to go on the milk carton.
0: Man, he might have to today. We'll we'll keep everybody <laughs> tuned for that one. But, man, let's hear what Rick Barnes had to say about uh, the trip up to Kentucky.
1: Yesterday, you talked about the importance of getting off to a good start
2: on the road, especially in this building. Talk about your guys being able to come out of there like they did in that first two minutes. Well, again, the key is, you know, we play fast, too. And we told him it's going to be a totally different game than we've been in the last two games. We've been in uh, a low-possession game. I played two teams that... And obviously, Kentucky's an extremely fast team. It moves with it. We do, too. And so we early really tried to concentrate on transition defense because we didn't want them to get out and get going early. But on the other way, we said, hey, we want to do what we do, get down the floor as quickly as we can. And we're open. We want to shoot it. And again, we made shots early. And But um, the great thing about it was coming kind of within what we spend most of our time doing And uh, But it was a mindset with our guys, I think, uh, the last two days leading up to this, we had some really highly competitive practices and just really proud of the effort they gave tonight. Rick, you referenced not having guys sit around and just watch Dalton and and do it. Was this important for them to see what they can do still too? Yeah, yeah, you know what, Mike, I don't even know why we got to that point. We haven't been that kind of team, And, and I mean, obviously, he can go do it, and there's some games, and there will be some other games this year where he'll he'll, he'll do some of that, but uh, again, I also think Kentucky did a nice job guarding him, and, and uh, as the season goes on, he's going to have to deal with that, I thought that John had a great game plan to make him guard as much as he possibly could, and uh, they, they did a good job getting him into some mismatches that they wanted, and all this is new to him, and as he continues to grow, like, like he already has, he's got a chance to get so much better. But what I think Yeltsin, more than anything, is that his teammates, they they believe in him, They um, but they also want him to continue to get better like they want to get better. And he will because he's, he's a worker.
0: And that's what Rick Barnes had to say after the game against Kentucky on Saturday. Uh, a couple takeaways from that, man. He, he's been concerned, too, with why the team waits for Dalton to just be the best player in America night in and
1: night out. Yeah, and he didn't get that the other night. So good t- good thing the other guys decided to show up. Yeah.
0: Well, and then you know, he kind of talked about starting early and often as well in this game. And that's one thing Tennessee did as well, man. I mean, you come down, you score what, the first nine points?
1: Yeah, open it up on a 8 0 run, buddy. Just yeah. I mean, you can't you you can't start much better than what Tennessee started the other night, plain and simple.
0: No, no, man. Well, Jordan, I'm gonna throw this at you today. Who's the player of the game from Saturday night, man?
1: Oh, buddy. Uh, I think we could go back and forth between two. I'm gonna I'm just gonna say triple J. I want triple J. Man. He he earned it. He needed it. That man played like it was the last game he was gonna see in Rup, and it was. So hats you off, to Triple J.
0: I, I mean, I I agree with that, man. But Zaki Ziegler had a career high in points and assists. And only had two turnovers, man, with his 13 assists. I mean, how can you beat that? I mean, I don't know. I think they're co-players of the game, honestly.
1: Yeah, we can could, we could, we could let them tag team that one. I'm down I with think that. we
0: have to. It's too hard to not do that with either one of the guys. But I think Josiah's points were more important because it gives you more hope for the future.
1: Right, and we're going to need more from him later on. I think we know what we're going to get from Zakai more often than not, especially on the road. That boy plays phenomenal ball on the road.
0: He just he loves being the hated guy in the in the arena, man. Embrace the hate, ain't that the truth? Well, man, I'm gonna take the milk carton today, and please do, man. I hate to do this, my my big orange heart is breaking right here. But Dalton Connect, you're on the milk carton, man. Sixteen points, bro. That's trash. I'm gonna start putting a B, uh, BOLO out for you, man. Like what, what's Let's going go on with Dalton Connect? Actually, guys, just kidding. John <laughs> Calipari had to skip out on his media availability because he doesn't want to go talk to the media after getting his butt whooped like that against
1: the biggest rival. I mean, come on, man. Oh, man. That, I had to pick the most unflattering picture for that. I love it. Love the picture <laughs> you picked on it, bud. I just do.
0: Um well, man, you know, Tennessee's played a tough schedule up through this point in the year, and I think we all do know that right there. Um, let's hear what Rick Barnes had to say about Tennessee's schedule this point. Um, and then I got one more point that I think that we want to make before we run to break real quick. Okay. You guys went to North Carolina. It seemed like things kind of got away from you early with the crowd just getting into it. How important was it tonight? It seemed like every time the crowd got going, you guys were able to go on a run and answer that.
2: Well, again, not to take away anything from North Carolina, but after coming back from Maui, those Mau- Maui blues in hurt you. And uh, but we fought back uh, in the game. But you know, we played at Wisconsin this year. We had an exhibition game at uh, Michigan State that was sold out. We've been we played a, a really difficult schedule uh, at times. I thought it was I, I wondered, Did it help us? Did it not? The week off, you know, we were, we were playing pretty good. We came out of the week off and really wasn't very good. Uh, but the fact is uh, we, the older guys, as I mentioned earlier, they've been in a lot. They've been in this building many times. They've been in a, this league. has got some really great home court advantage, advantages in terms of the fans are into it. But I've said many times, you know, planning home too. Uh, Our fans, I think, are the best in the country, but those older guys were the ones that basically got it done. They've been in big arenas and loud crowds, and I thought they handled themselves well. Thanks, Coach. All right, thank you.
0: And that's what Rick Barnes had to say about that. I mean, man, kind of talking on that schedule right there too, Tennessee has played one hell of a schedule up to this point in the year. I mean,
1: really they have, man. Uh the who's who of blue bloods really has been on the schedule. I mean, look at it. Look, Kentucky, we got of course they're there every year. North Carolina, Michigan State exhibition game, whatever, still there. Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin, Purdue, Kansas, Syracuse, not- Syracuse, <laughs> I mean, you name it, man. They've been on there. And that is I think that's a lot of why we're we're I think we're reaping the benefits of what we sowed now.
0: I think so, man. I mean, you're battle-tested, and I don't care what anybody says. The SEC is the best conference in America when it comes to every single sport. Football, we own everybody. Basketball, we're on the up and up. I mean, we're, we're if we're not number one, we're number two, and it's probably 1A and 1B between the SEC and the Big 12. Then you got to think about it this way, man. Baseball, there's nobody who can hold a candle to what the SEC does in baseball. Right. And it shows. I mean – but you go out there and you play these tough teams year in and year out. You push and you push and you push. And look at where you get, man. I mean, it, it, you're able to go to Rupp Arena on a on the first weekend in February and be able to take a road dub back to Knoxville where you won by 11 points. You scored 100 points for the first time as an SEC team in that arena since 1993.
1: Wow, dude. I mean, it's, I mean they just they continue to do impressive things.
0: They really do, man. And the outlook for this team, man, is just it, – it, it's so promising right now after what we saw on Saturday. um, man, there There's one stat I want to toss at you before we run the break real quick. And huh? uh, I think you're really going to find this fun. So this came um, from Jeff Brazello with ESP and Stats Info. Zakai Ziegler is the first Tennessee player with 25 points and 10 assists in a game in the last 25 seasons – and the second player in the last twenty-five seasons to put those numbers up at Rupp, joining Phil Pressey, he scored or assisted on sixty out of Tennessee's one hundred and three points.
1: Wow, that's <laughs> wild, son. So he's so okay. Going by that, he had thirteen assists. I would say at least on sixty of one hundred and three. So, wow. I'm yeah. trying to do the math, and it's like. I mean, man, it it,
0: there's 53 points he didn't assist or score on.
1: I will say this. I'm gonna follow this up. Forty three. Sorry. Everything that we've just set up with this. If Tennessee gives that kind of effort every night, come SEC tournament, NCAA tournament, no questions asked. Final four.
0: Both of those teams that we saw on Saturday can and probably will be in the race right there towards it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, because mm-hmm. here we talked about it with, with Jay the other night. Uh, this is the time of year Kentucky always seems to gel or start gelling. Uh, and they look pretty uh, – nine times out of ten, you put up 90, 90 points, 92 points, you're winning the game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, you should be. Yeah, you, you just – you played a team that had just had a better
0: offensive night. Um, the only thing that would be concerning for Kentucky for me, man, just if I was a Kentucky fan – you lost to Tennessee, you lost to Florida, you lost to South Carolina, and that's all been within the past week and a half. Yeah. I mean, you, you're one one and three in your last four. Right. It, with right. Uh, with your only, loss be, uh, only win being to Arkansas, and that was a struggle win by six points. So, just going to toss that out there, man. I mean, like I said, I don't really care about Kentucky. I don't care. Send them back to the coal mines. I don't care. But <laughs> it is what it is. But, man... Let's jump to break real quick. How do you feel about that? Then let's jump back in and uh, do some more work on some SEC stuff. That sounds good to
1: me, dude. Let's do it. Let's do it. If you're looking for the perfect Smoky Mountain vacation, Mountain Romance is your cozy, romantic getaway. Starting at one twenty nine per night, you get two bedrooms, two full baths, and this beautiful cabin will sleep up to six people. With an amazing mountain view, fire pit, pool table, and hot tub, this place has it all and is located within minutes of downtown Gatlinburg. To inquire, go to Airbnb and search for Mountain Romance or email bearslayer2021 at gmail.com. This next segment is brought to you by Three Kings of Cardboard, the go-to spot to upgrade your sports memorabilia collection. Check out their Facebook group and eBay at Three Kings of Cardboard. I have dealt with them personally and will not deal with anybody else. My favorite item from them is my Jalen Wright one of one Bowman you super factor that they have pulled me check out our friends at three Kings of Cardboard today. And we're back for a trip around the sec. You ready man, for it? Let's do
0: it. So I have grouped these games into a couple of different categories, man. Um, sec scores that don't really matter and ones of interest, um, being Tennessee fans, I think we all kind of know which ones are important at this point in the year and which ones are not, um, wouldn't you say that's a pretty fair statement, right there, Jordan?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely, man. We know we know what we got to do. We know where we're at. You know, and we'll we'll dive into that here in a bit too. But uh, yeah, we we know what we need. We know who we need to follow at this point in time.
0: Yeah. So a couple games um, that I just think don't really matter to anybody. <clears throat> Arkansas is horrible this year. They lost to LSU ninety five to seventy four. Just horrible, horrible horrible showing from uh the Arkansas Razorbacks. Arkansas now falls to 2 and 7 in the conference uh where LSU is able to move up to 4 and 4.
1: So they're 500 coming to Knoxville Wednesday night.
0: Yeah, we're going to be there, brother.
1: We are, buddy. We are. With bells be a fun on. One.
0: We're going to be there with bells on, man. Uh, you know, whenever people say that, man, it reminds me of Breaking Bad. You remember whenever Walter first moved out of the house and he's going to go pick up Walter Jr. for school. And he's like, I'll be there with bells on. Walter Jr. is like, what? Why are you going to be wearing bells, dad? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's just an expression, son. Just love that show. Best I show ever, show. man. It's, one, it's up ever. there
1: for me. It's up there for me.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Maybe we're going to toss that in on Star Bench Cut later today. I've got Let's that in my it. mind right now. Let's do um, it. Next score that doesn't really matter. Uh, Vanderbilt finally got their first conference win of the year over the still winless Missouri Tigers. So literally the two bottom teams in the SEC. Mizzou is sitting at 0-9 in conference, where Vanderbilt is sitting at one and seven. Um man, think about this with with uh, Mizzou as well. They are eight games behind first place.
1: They done. They done. Pokemon with man, the fork.
0: That and that was such a good team last year, too. I mean, they gave us fits. They did,
1: they did, and they
0: beat us. They beat Plus yeah, they year. beat us twice. They beat us yeah. twice. They beat us you in know. Nashville at the tournament. Yeah, like I mean, it. I will say, yeah, this, I, I'm though,
1: glad they're going through it this year. Safe, to, safe to call those two on that slide, stellar dwellers.
0: I I think so too, man. I mean, honestly, I think you could put that with any team on here that's not Texas A and M um or Florida
1: I think I think Florida is a little bit if Florida can start gelling just a little bit they've got I I think they've got the offense to to make a run they I mean
0: Florida men I think that they're going to be a problem in about another year and a half I think it's going to take about that long for Todd Golden to really get it going over there but the Aggies were victorious in that game on Saturday uh final score 67 to 66 I did not get to watch that game spoiler alert Grant was driving to Kentucky all day on Saturday. So Grant didn't really get to watch a whole lot of college basketball, but I was trying to keep up with the score on this one. And it seemed like it was pretty uh pretty close for the most part, man. Um, but then let's move into the games that really matter um for Tennessee's race to the SEC. Um first first place in the conference, Alabama Crimson tied ninety nine to sixty seven over Mississippi State. Shoot, man. Man, Bama's
1: hit, starting to hit their stride a little bit.
0: we got to play them again, too, man. But I'm ready for that one.
1: That, that'll be another barn burner, bud.
0: I think – well, our defense messed with what Alabama wanted to do. Um, right. It really kind of just put things in a different perspective. But 99-67 uh, to 67 on that. And one thing, too, man, so that was on while Tennessee was playing, and I was checking my phone inside of the arena. Kept on looking at it. Kept on looking at it. Three minutes into the second
1: half, Alabama was up by thirty. I seen that. That 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 just that blew my mind, dude.
0: I don't uh, they, know how they that must happened. have had.
1: They must have had just a hell of a shoot in half that first half.
0: Yeah, I mean, Alabama was up 20, 23 points in the first
1: half. Yeah, yeah, they they had to just be lights out, man.
0: They're they're clicking on all cylinders right now, man. Um Next score of interest, Auburn took care of Ole Miss pretty handily, 91-77. to 77. Not a whole lot to talk about right there. Auburn is in a share of second place in the conference. And the team that is going to be the bane of Tennessee's existence this year is South Carolina. 10-point dub over the Bulldogs from Georgia, 72-67. to 67. South Carolina is in a share of second place in the SEC with an SEC record of 7-2. and two. Uh, One game behind first place with Alabama. Whenever those rankings come out today here, probably in about an hour, maybe. They Mm -hmm. may even be out by now, honestly. And if they are, we'll break them down on the show. I'll look and see if I can find them before we get off today. But rank them,
1: not just 25. They need to be in the top 20, easy. Maybe, Maybe, They should be around 18, I think, 18, 17. I don't think there's that many teams better than them. By no means, but I think I think they've proven themselves now to where they we know we know anybody that college fo- follows college basketball close enough knows they're good enough to be ranked. Now, show us why you're good enough to be ranked. You know what I'm saying?
0: Well, and that's a really good point right there, man. Honestly, hot take right here, steaming hot take. They're not 10 teams better in America than South Carolina right now.
1: Ooh, uh, you know, it's hard to argue that, though, man. Look at their their resume, though. That's what I'm saying. It's hard to argue against it. Hard to argue against it.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a fun one whenever the balls make the return trip back down to South Carolina, though. And then, Uh, just for fun right here, Tennessee is highlighted on this graphic for the viewers on YouTube, but everybody else that's the standings in the SEC. So you got Alabama at one Carolina and Auburn are sitting at two tied. Uh, Tennessee's a half game back because of the stupid buy that the SEC is trying to
1: do this year for some reason. So technically, um, for 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 you know, viewing viewers, we're only a game back, not a game and a half back.
0: What's a game and a half technically? Because you still have cause Alabama's not not had their buy yet.
1: That's what I'm saying. We've only put we we're we're, we're a game back technically because we've had we've played one less.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and everybody is having a bye this year in the SEC, so I think that that will help out. Um, but I think it's stupid. Get rid of it. We don't want it. It messes you up in basketball more having the bye. I think Um, it does. But that is your full SEC standings right there. And this has been brought to you by our friends at Three Kings of Cardboard. Make sure you guys check them out for uh, your sports memorabilia collection and give them some love.
1: But Jordan, yes, man, you want to talk some tigers? Let's do it, man. Before we dive into that though. Okay. That stat that I sent you earlier today, or not stat, but the upcoming, the next six games,
0: mm-hmm.
1: all against teams with losing records Arkansas, LSU, AM, twice, Vanderbilt, and I'm pulling Missouri. it
0: up right now. Yeah, Missouri. So you've got a lot of games against some teams that are not good at all. Um,
1: Games you know, that can potentially knock you out of being—if you were say say we were to go four and two during those in that stretch—well, you're out of the SEC race at that point. That, and you're potentially looking at losing your, you know, two seed in the NCAA. Well, but also this is the time right here where you buckle
0: down and you really push on things and you say, hey. Tennessee has got an easier schedule coming up. I mean Arkansas is 500, Missouri's below 500. A m is 13 and eight right now at the time of this recording um LSU's 12 and nine. This is the time where you really solidify and you go on a six game win streak. Well, it'd be an eight game win streak after you go back to uh uh no, it'd be a seven game win streak after you go seven back games. to Kentucky. but yep. still so you think about it man. You build on that win streak. You have all that right there. And then you're able to push on things and get it how you want it to be. You can solidify yourself as a number one seed with
1: this next stretch because you don't have a tough game until you play Auburn again. Right. Right. You go, if you can go out and beat these teams the way you're supposed to beat them and prove, and prove that, hey, you know, we are Tennessee is as good as we've, as we've played, you know, in games against Kentucky, people like that. That's how you do it right
0: there. Ain't wrong on that, man. Well, tiger time.
1: Tiger time.
0: Tiger time. So, this is I put this together once again for the YouTube viewers. Guys, if you're listening to the audio, jump on over to YouTube. At least see what we're doing over here today because this is going to be start to be the new normal, but the Vols are 16 and 5 on the season, currently 6 and 2 in SEC play, and in a share of third place in the SEC, where the Tigers are 12 and 9, 4 and 4 in SEC, and currently in fifth place in the SEC. Um, LSU head, head coach Matt Mahan is in his second season with the Tigers, where he was formerly at Murray State, where he coached my boy, Ja Morant. So shout out to Ja. Hopefully he's healthy and doing some gritties on the floor again for us soon in the 901.
1: Come on the show with us.
0: Yeah, Ja, come on the show, man. Break down some hoops, hoops. boys at home. Yeah, Ja, you're at home. Come join the boys. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but one thing about Matt Mahan, man, that I kind of found to be interesting is he was
1: born in Oak Ridge. That's cool. That's pretty cool, actually.
0: Homecoming for the kid, man. So I think that's kind of fun, right there. Um, Coming back
1: from the ridge with a law Coming back to the ridge with a loss, though, and go yeah. home. Yeah, L's down.
0: I'm gonna do that. Maybe I don't know which way it is supposed to be, but we're gonna do it that way. Oh. L's down this time. Not horns down. But can't do that again. I <laughs> want. I don't want to get blasted again, man. Um, but the series was first played in 1933, man, and the Vols hold the all-time record uh, of it being 67 to 50, uh, 34 and 18 all-time in Knoxville. ESPN matchup predictor is giving Tennessee a 93.1 percent chance to win the game. Um, at the time of this recording. And then we got just a lot of different stats between the two teams down here as well. So <clears throat> you've got, um, LSU scoring seventy-seven and a half points per game. They're allowing 72.2, uh, shooting 45.8% from the field, 36 boards per game, 12 and a half assists per game, four blocks per game, and nine steals per game. And they're on a one game win streak. Tennessee is averaging uh, almost 80 points per game, 67.1 points allowed per game, 44.8% from the field, 39 rebounds per game, 17 assists per game, almost five blocks per game, and almost eight steals per game, and is also on a one-game win streak.
1: Hmm. So what you're telling me here is scoring-wise, LSU can score the ball decently. But in SEC play, they're only scoring 67 and a half. Yeah. And giving up 77.3. So, man, I don't know. It, this is one of those games, though, it kind of worries me because it seems like LSU is one of those teams that can sneak up and get us
0: it could be a trap game where you're looking ahead to, to A&M who is a better team but at the same time man i don't i really don't think tennessee's going to have any issues in this game um
1: I, I mean i don't either i don't i hope not cuz we're going to both be there yeah uh,
0: if not man wee, it's going to be bad i'm going to be upset but uh you know kind of moving on to this uh, the Vols are 4 and 1 in the last 5 where the tigers are 2 and 3 in the last 5 um the tigers have lost to alabama, georgia and texas a&m during that time uh, one common opponent that I see that both teams won against was Ole Miss. Um, they beat Ole Miss by nine points. Where Tennessee beat them by seemed like damn near ninety points.
1: Drubbed them. Um, yeah. Looking at those losses, though, you know, I mean, Georgia and AM, both of those were close games. Swing mm-hmm. could have went either way. They could be three and two, uh, four and one right now in the last five. If, if that, if the ball bounces a different way,
0: you know, very well could be. Man, I mean. It's like the games are close, you know, yeah. games are close for LSU with the exception of that Alabama game. Um, Tennessee should have beat South Carolina. I mean, man, and this is one thing I am going to touch on right here too. how in the hell does Tennessee score 103 at Kentucky, but only scores 59 at home against South Carolina. I
1: mean, oh, <laughs> come man, on. Right? Like, I mean, it just uh, almost doubled them up. You know, it's what such I'm a saying? bad matchup.
0: It's such a bad matchup for Tennessee in that game. I um,
1: think. It, let's get when we get to when we get back to that game later on in the year. I think that's going to be one where we uh, try to run it up. And I down. think so
0: too. I Track don't meet. think that this is going to be that. Um, and then, man, Jordan Wright seems to really just be the guy for the Tigers. He leads in points per game, assists per game, and rebounds per game as a guard. Jordan Wright home. is averaging fifteen point five points per game on forty percent shooting from the field and eighty percent from the line. He's averaging. 5.2 rebounds per game, with four of those being defensive, 1.2 being offensive, and then he's averaging 2.8 assists per game with one almost two turnovers per game. So not really that good. And he's getting 31 minutes a game. Man, I mean,
1: the boy must be tired. I bet his back hurts too. From carrying. I was going
0: to say his back hurts from carrying the whole damn team right there, man. Right? I mean, that's just kind of crazy to me that he uh, he has all that right there. But, man, I think this is going to be a fun one. Uh, the spread is not out yet for this one, but there are still limited tickets available to this game at the Food City Center. Spoiler alert, guys. This is the last one with remaining tickets out there where you don't have to pay a ridiculous amount of money for tickets.
1: Yes. Go yep.
0: watch this team. It is a special team. Like, I cannot drive that home enough with people. And, like, one thing, man, and I want to I want to uh, talk on this with you for just a second right here. Okay why are people not buying into this basketball team as much as they did with the grand admiral team back in 18 and
1: 19? I think, and for me too, this is part of it. I don't, I'm, I'm bought in on them. I want them to do what, what we, what we talk about. And I think they're, they're very capable of doing it. Mm-hmm. I think it's the, the idea of getting their hopes up and then getting let down by an early exit, because all it takes, man, is a matchup in that, and in, in, uh that first round against a team like, South Carolina or a team that plays a similar style of ball that can muck it up and make us play down to them and play their game. Kind of like what we did last year at times. Make them get physical, make them play play that. And if we can if we what I'm getting at, I think that's what it is. I think they're afraid of getting their hopes up. And, and I, I'm ready I to agree. hurt again though.
0: I, I agree, man, but it's kind of like what you said. You know, it's that meme where it's like No questions asked. I'm ready to be heard again. Like, yeah, I just think this team is so much different than any team that Rick Barnes has ever had in Knoxville, man.
1: I think this team could
0: beat the Grant and Admiral team in 1819, honestly, because there's more defense on this team. And I mean, I love Jordan Bone, but I think Sakai Ziegler is a better point guard. Dalton Connect is a better scorer than anybody on that team. You know your matchup right the, there is really uh, would be one between Aju and Kyle Alexander.
1: I think. Right, right. I think, and I I want to say this too, not that it wasn't with that team, but I think the the will to do what you've got to do with this team to win, is a little mm-hmm. bit higher than maybe with that team, because they've had. I, the, I can I agree mean, with you on that. They've got you know connect, the, but then again I say that, and earlier in the show we're talking about everybody waiting around for Dalton to do Dalton things. That team didn't really ever wait around for anybody. They just went out and played ball. You know what no, I mean?
0: Well, you had Grant and Admiral who could get you points whenever you needed them. Um, but Dog Connect is a better scorer. So right. I, I don't know, man. I think that that would be fun. I think that maybe at the end of the maybe in the summertime, man, when we got a lot of dead time, maybe we'll do an episode kind of breaking that, those two teams down against each other, because that's the best two teams we've had in the past 20 years. I mean, yeah, easily, realistically easily. on that. But, man, SBC, start bench SBC, cut.
1: SBC, bench cut.
0: Let's do it, man. So we'll close out the show on this today. Uh, man, so I'm wearing my number five jersey today on here. This one just seems to have good luck when we play Kentucky. I don't know what it is. Every time I've worn this jersey and we have played Kentucky, we've always won. It's too damn big. Looks like a dress on me, but I ain't ever taking it off whenever the balls play the Cats. I don't there care if go. I live to 105. This jersey will be on every time Tennessee plays Kentucky. Burying you in it, yeah, you're going to bury me in this thing, honestly. But man, there's been a lot of good players to wear the number five jersey at the University of Tennessee. Okay. Start bench cut best player to wear at number five, not named Chris Lofton, Ooh. Admiral Schofield, Zakai Siegler, or Jarnell Stokes.
1: Uh, starting Zakai, benching Admiral, cutting Jarnell, buddy.
0: It's hard to cut Jarnell on that man, but is, I agree man. with you on it.
1: But I am going to start Schofield. Just uh, of course, hey. y- you know I love Admiral Schofield. Uh, you just, could start either one of those and have a good and have a good argument for doing so.
0: Yeah, I, it, so if we're going best player to wear number five, it's probably Z. That's not Chris, the most right. loved player for me. I mean, man, that's so hard to put those two against each other though. But I'm going to start Admiral Schofield seven days a week and twice on Sundays. Um so man, me going up the rep arena on Saturday kind of got the wheels turning a little bit on this one. Um, with that being a historic in historic venue in college basketball. Sure. Start bench cut. Which historic venue would you like to go to the most? Cameron Endorf at Duke, the Dean Dome at North Carolina, or Fog Allen Field House at Kansas.
1: Well, uh seeing as how I have a soft spot for the Dukies, I'm going uh start Cameron. Bench Fog Allen, cut the Dean down. Ooh, man,
0: I, I like that right there. But, man, I'm going to start Fog Allen. Just the history that Kansas has with basketball is unparalleled to anybody else in the country. And the reason why I say that, Dr. Naismith was a the coach there. Yep. I mean, he he invented the game. Like, I want to go do that. And also, man, there's this cool documentary on ESPN. And if anybody hasn't seen it, I challenge you to go watch it. It's called it's something about the original rules of basketball. That there's mm-hmm. a guy who's a Kansas fan, and he goes and he finds the original rules and gets them put in this huge frame and it's in the center at Fog Allen. So it's the original rules that Dr. Naismith wrote out by hand. So Ooh, that's cool. I, I just would love to see that being a hoops junkie. Um I'm gonna bench Cameron indoor. Uh soft spot for Duke as well. Um, but man, it's kind of hard to cut the Dean Dome as well. I mean, just three massive historic venues in college basketball right there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I I will say this. I've never, I obviously have never been to fog out, never been to Dean Dome. I've been in Cameron indoor. I've not watched a game mm-hmm. there. Cause I'll just be honest with you. I'm not paying $4,000 for a ticket. Um, because the place only seats like 10, 10 to 12,000 and 12 that is pushing, 12 is yeah. pushing. It. Um, but just it, if you ever make it over to the Brawley durham area, go, go, go by there and check it out because they've got a lot of cool, they've got a cool setup. I've got pictures. I'll have to find it and send them to you, but yeah, that camp is beautiful. It's beautiful. Ah. That place in there is cool. It's all like old Gothic buildings and design and stuff. It's cool. It's cool. That so is that a cool w- one right there. That would be me. So
0: yeah, no, I get that, man. Um, And then I've got one thing for you right here, and then you can kind of spin this around on me if you want to a different way. But which visiting fan base has been the nicest that you've encountered at Thompson Bowling Arena?
1: Start bench cut, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, or Memphis? Oh, I'm just I'm gonna let you take this one because you've been you go a lot more than I do. Yeah, and help me with this one. So I'm going to change up how I answer this one
0: because I've been to all three of these venues, four games. Um, man, I'm going to start Kentucky. They were the nicest people I have ever been around at an opposing sporting event. Like it was funny, man. The guy who was sitting behind us, he was like grabbing my shoulders and like jumping up and down, and he was like, he was like going to the beer line, and he went and he he bought us some beers, which I thought was kind of cool. That's but cool. then he told his wife, he said, "You don't let this mf M- or right here go. You don't let him leave without me right here." <laughs> and he was like pointing at me the whole time. So just great experience there. Man, I'm going to bench Vandy fans because they don't exist. I mean, let's just call it what it is. The Whistler is annoying as shit. I mean, I just – they they don't have fans out here in Nashville. And the men – I'm going to cut Memphis because they hate Tennessee more than anybody else. Uh, and you know what? Right back at y'all. Y'all are little brother in your own state. I mean, it, it says Tennessee across the jersey for a reason. Like, it doesn't say Memphis. It's not, you know... Tiger High. Yeah, Tiger High, man. I mean, I just love the city, but your college basketball team
1: sucks and your fans suck. Jordan, give me your three. All right, man. Uh, I'm going to go from a... I I know you said Thompson Bowling, but I'm going to go... Because I've been to a lot more football games than I have basketball. Okay. From a football standpoint, uh, I'm going to start... Honestly, I'm going to start Kentucky. like you say, they've been... You, they were cordial to you. I've never honestly met a hateful Kentucky fan. I've seen no. a few, but you know, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bench Fandy. Like you say, all two. Uh, there's like two of them, and they're they don't care. Memphis, I got two words for you. You suck. <laughs> there you go. A start bench cut right there there we go man there we go dude this has been a fun one today this has dude we i was looking for i've been looking forward to cut doing it since saturday night and the game hits the scoreboard hit zero man so looking to forward the to it, the bro. listeners
0: have been looking for that as well um guys like rate subscribe please it helps us out more than you guys could ever know um absolutely so please just you know continue to hit that right there and uh I guess we will uh, be seeing you guys probably on Thursday. We've got uh, some special stuff in the works for you guys this week. So yes, make sure absolutely. you all stay tuned uh, on the socials, and we will be seeing you guys shortly. But as always, go Vols. Go Vols. This episode of the and Out podcast has been brought to you by our friends at Peace of Mind Enterprises. From construction, home remodel, down to general handyman services, Peace of Mind
1: has you covered. All technicians are licensed and insured servicing East Tennessee with 30 plus years of experience. Call 865-202-7167 for a free estimate because nothing beats having peace of mind.